The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I want to tell you a fascinating story and then show you something that's incredible. Many of you know, and there were some people here before that were with me on some of the trips that we take to Europe. A number of years ago, we went to Greece. And in Greece, of all the places that I've gone in the world, the best Yiddish tour guide that I know is a guy by the name of Chaim Ishakis, who is the tour guide in Greece. Absolutely incredible human being. So he told me a story, and I want to share it with you and then show you something incredible. This story, the reason that he told it in Greece is because the story happened in Sicily, in Italy, in the 1300s. There were many, many Yidden that lived in Sicily. Today, there are hardly any Yidden there at all. Eventually, these Yidden left Sicily. They came to Greece, and they settled in a place called Yanana. We were there for Shabbos when he told us this story. An amazing thing. In a city in Sicily called Syracuse, there was a Goetia king who was the king of that whole area. His name was King Louis. And he would come to visit the Yidden every once in a while. And they liked him very much. And they gave him tremendous covet. And the king's people, they demanded that he should be given covet. And they wanted that the Sifre Torah should be brought out every time that he came. Now, this was the Sephardish community. So all of us know, you dive in the Syrian shuls, you know that the Sifre Torah, the outside is much different than ours. They are rounded and the Sifre Torah are inside, and they stand them up, and that's how they lean from them. And those rounded things that the Sifre Torah are in are called tikim, like a tick, like a, an encasement. And they're beautifully decorated. So it happened a few times that the king would come, and the five different shuls in Sicily, they would all bring out the Sifre Torah, and they would all bring it out to the king. And one time, the Rabbonim got together, and they said, look, it's really not right that we should take a Sefer Torah out for a human being, a human being has to give cover to the Sefer Torah. These tikim are closed anyway. He'll never know the difference. Let's just go out with the tikim. They're very beautiful. We'll all go out every time he comes and we'll give him cover. And that's what they started doing. And this went on every time the king came two, three times a year. The Rabonim, the Shamosim, they would all go out with the tikim and they gave him tremendous cover. Unfortunately, it happened that there was a Yid who became a Meshumid. His name was Chaim Shammai. And he changed his name to Marcus. He didn't want to have the name Chaim anymore. And he worked for the government. And he said to the king, I want you to know these Jews, they hate you. They laugh at you. He said, what are you talking about? He said, you think when they go out, they have the Sefer Torah and the Tikim. They take him out the night before you come. They don't keep him in there because they, they don't respect you really. He said, it's impossible. They're so loyal to me. He said, you'll see. Let's make up a date when you're going to come, and you'll see. All the tikim will be empty. He says, I don't believe it. So they make up, and they announce that they're going to come on a specific day. It was Yud Zion Shvat. It just happened to be 17th day of Shvat. That night, because they already knew that they were going to have to bring out, you know, the king. They were going to bring out the Sifrei Torah. The Gabai, whose name was Ephraim Baruch, has a dream. And in the dream, there's a man with a long white beard who says to him, you must make sure that every tick has the Sefer Torah in it. Do not take out the Sefer Torah from the Tikkim. Tomorrow, the king is coming. You must have the Tikkim in there. He's frightened out of his mind. He never had such a dream. He runs to the shul. He makes sure that the Sefer Torah are in the Tikkim. 
And then he goes to the Gabbai of another shul, three o'clock in the morning. And he knocks on the door and he says, you know, I had the strangest dream. He said, don't tell me. I had that dream also. And it turns out that every one of those five different Gaboim had that dream. And every one of them made sure that the Sifrei Torah were in the Tikim. The next morning, the king comes and he's standing right next to Marcus. And Marcus rates him on. He says, go, go ask him to open up the Tik. And they open up the first Tik. And sure enough, the Sefer Torah is there. And the king is humiliated because obviously he was putting the Yidin on the spot as if he didn't trust them. So Marcus said to him, that's only one. Try another one. And he tries a second and a third and a fourth or whatever. And every single one, of course, the Sifre Torah were in. They were so humiliated, the king and his people, that that night they hung this Marcus and the Yidin didn't have to pay taxes for the next three years. And that day, Yud Zayin Shvat in Yanana and in Sicily over the years until they moved out of there, that became a day of Simcha. That became a day when they used to give Shalachmanas to each other. And it was called Purim Pampolo. It means a small Purim. That's what it was called. And again, it's an idea of a Nahapachu. But Nahapachu means when you think all is lost, anything can happen. Anything can change. And that's how a Yid has to believe it. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.